and welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Business Talk Show. I'm your host, Rick Franzi. It's great to have you with us here today. Maybe you're listening to us live on LinkedIn or YouTube or Facebook, or maybe you picked us up as a podcast. Our guest today is Randa Hoffman. She's the owner of Radiant Wealth Planning, and I'm excited to have her on the show. Randa, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Rick. This is really cool. So, I saw your previous guest, so this is awesome. They're oh, perfect. Cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, for those that are listening live, we, we're, we did two shows today, which is uh, fantastic. You know, I, I love to start the conversation with entrepreneurs looking at their LinkedIn profile to understand where they were and why they decided to start this journey. So let's start there. Why did you leave Edward Jones to start your own advisory? And okay, so here's the crazy thing. I'm even a career changer. So I started in IT way at the beginning. And so then I transitioned, you know, to financial services at Edward Jones. And honestly, Rick, listen, Edward Jones for a massive company is amazing. It's really good. But I was really asking myself, what's my legacy? You know, Edward Jones's legacy is going to be fine. It's not going anywhere. They're good. What's Randa's legacy? You know, what's my essence that I want to put out into the world, not just now, but even after I'm gone, like I don't, it really comes down to, and this is why I left IT is I don't want to be forgotten. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I don't want to be forgotten. And so I went to go visit a lady and she was, oh, excuse me. I am so sorry. I went to go visit a lady's firm and she was, she left Edward Jones to start her own firm. And the question was, this is really cool. I really like this. Can I do this? Can can I do this? And so, you know, there was this, you know, the little thing in you, you know, that ignites. You're like, oh, my God, this is so cool. I'm going to do this. And so off I went. So I started in the beginning January of last year. I started the business plan and really thinking through it and how I'm going to do it. And, and here we are. Here so we are. When you say business, uh, uh, January of last year, you mean January of 2020? 2020. Okay, uh -huh. so we think about what the world was like in January of 2020, ladies and gentlemen, and all that we've seen since then. Uh, interesting time to launch a business. Not only did you make that decision, but you decided to start your firm. You also decided to relocate from Washington State to Southern California. So. Yeah. Can you take us through how, how that worked for you? Don't do that. Don't okay. ever do that. Okay. Don't start a business. And, you know, you and I talked about this, right? But honestly, don't. It's good. But don't start a business based on relationships. A week later, move to a state where you don't have any relationships. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, moved here not knowing anybody in a pandemic where you couldn't build relationships. Don't do that. Only do that. If you really want to know what goes in the depth of your subconscious, if you really want to know what your belief systems are, mm. what triggers your fears and how to overcome them. Oh, yeah, then that that's knock yourself out. Go ahead and do that. But yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't know anybody here. I just knew I wanted to move here. You know? and, and that's one of the powers of being an entrepreneur is you can make those type of yeah. decisions because you're in control of your business. Um, what was it or is it about Orange County that attracted you, Randa? So that that's so that's so true, because, you know, when you start a business, especially in a pandemic, I'll tell you, Rick, like 
it's like we're all on Zoom. If I started this firm prior to the pandemic, people would be like, where's your office? What do you mean you're on Zoom? Like, what? You know, are you legit? Mm -hmm. Now that we're all on Zoom, I was like, I can go anywhere I want. So then I was like, well, where do I really want to go? You know, I've never set roots anywhere. So where do I want to go to set roots? I was like, well, I've always wanted to move to California. Okay, well, California is pretty big, you know, so where in California? Well, I really like Southern California. So, you know, it's all just this discovery. The discovery is really asking myself questions. Okay, well, what about Southern California? I want to be by the water. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a lot. So then I went from, I want to be between LA and San Diego, not including those two. So the only thing, you know, I've been to San Diego 10 years ago, right? I've never been to Southern California or anywhere around. I was like, well, Huntington Beach, that sounds familiar. So I'll, I'll you know, go visit there and kind of drive along and see apartments along there. Started at Huntington Beach. I'm like, okay, oh, okay. Went to, drove down to Orange, Can uh, to Newport Beach. And, oh my God, Rick, my eyeballs were massive. I'm like, what <laughs> is this? Right. I don't know what's going on here, but I love the energy. You know, I'm very, how does the energy of the place, how does it make me feel? I'm like, I really like this. So I found an apartment two weeks later, three weeks later, I moved, you know, put my 18 year old cat in the car and off we went. <laughs> so this is a person of action, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I think that's a important quality for entrepreneurs to be able mm -hmm. to make decisions and take action. I, you know, you, you opened the door to an interesting conversation. So I'd like to take a couple steps back if I can, Randa. And that is, you know, you've been in business a little over a year, you know, you've been tested in ways that maybe you previously hadn't expected. So I'm just wondering, you know, what is it about being an entrepreneur, a solopreneur that, that you've learned about yourself and maybe that you hadn't expected that you would be dealing with as you're planning and growing your business? Honestly, I did not know the biggest thing that was going to happen is my growth. You know, because I was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, and, and we all think this, even though we know it's not true, I'm going to put my shingle up and the business is just going to be flowing and I'm going to be rolling in the money. Yeah. Like we know that doesn't happen, but there's a disconnect between mentally knowing it and knowing it, <laughs> you know? So, wow, I've learned, I have grown so much. It forces you, it forces you to grow. Not only, yeah, we're in our comfort, out of our comfort zone and yeah, we're doing something different. And uh, yeah, of course, of course, that's going to make you grow. But, you know, it brings up so much um, voices that I've never realized in my subconscious. Okay, so I'll tell you an example. I was telling my Please. friend, this is right at the beginning. I was like, I was thinking, Oh, I would really like to get two clients this month, two new clients this month. And then all of a sudden I heard my subconscious say, well, I'm probably not. I haven't got two clients last month. So what do I think I'm going to get two clients this month? Oh my God. It's like, Oh, what is going? <laughs> has this been going? And then once you hear it, you're like, Oh my God, that's what I said before and before. And I said that. And and it's just opens the door to what goes on in your subconscious mind. And, you know, as being spiritual, I believe that that has a lot to do with it. You know, mm -hmm. what's the energy you put out in the world and look at your life. It correlates to that. 
believe it or not. <laughs> so it's, it's really it. cool. What it brings up also is fear. You know, sure. Aries, I'm, I'm an Aries. So we go on both extremes. We're so courageous. Hi, I'm moving to California. I'm starting a business. No big deal. Here we go. Right. And the other extreme is fear. Oh, my God. What did I do? I'm going to be living under the bridge. <laughs> it's like, okay, okay, right. let's, let's control this. Let's, let's bring it back to reality. So it's good. It's good. I wouldn't have it any other. I wish it was easier. Mm -hmm. But the flip side to it, I wouldn't have any any other way because the women I woman I am today, I just have always envisioned to be this person. And mm. I'm just so grateful for even the hard times. I'm so grateful for this experience. I'm so grateful for it. So really cool. Well, we're talking with Randa Hoffman and, and thank you for being uh, vulnerable and open. Yeah. Um, that's important to me. And, and I, and I do my direct experience as being an entrepreneur since 2009, I've walked a similar path as you. And, uh, the reality of being an entrepreneur is you're always challenged by something, you know, it's, 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 it's the nature of the opportunity and you, to hear you say you, you, you you're blessed by it, or you, you, you're thankful for it. That's a very important thing. You also talked about, uh, kind of energy and, and spiritual and so on. You have a what I think is a very specific focus and a niche. And I'd ask you if you could explain your journey to this positioning while you explain what your positioning is in your industry, Randa. Yeah. Yeah, it is very different. <laughs> so and so I'm a spiritual financial planner. So I do spiritual financial planning. And how that started, you know, when I was at Edward Jones, if you think Edward Jones, every entity, every entity has its own energy. Okay. So Edward Jones is very masculine energy, has a very masculine energy. So when I left Edward Jones, I'm like, okay, I don't want any of that. And I went to the extreme. I did very feminine energy. And so I started down like the firm is going to be exclusively for women. I don't want any guys. If anybody comes, I have a bunch of advisors that would be perfect for them. And, but, you know, I still wrapped it around the traditional financial planning. Okay. Let's talk about retirement, estate planning, tax service. And let's do the investments, you know, very traditional. Uh, I had a mind map, so it was a little different, but the question still, so what, what are your goals and what are your dreams? And then I don't know how I, how I stumbled across this. Um, I, I don't know if intuitively that I had a friend, she's like, you know, I really want to start these two businesses. It's in my head, but I can't put it together. I'm like, well, let's do a little visualization about it. And let's use a mind map, but let's do a visualization. So we did the visualization with her. And what it is, I have her close her eyes and imagine herself as her elder self. Her elder self looks around the room. Who is she with? Is it loud? Is it, is it quiet? And her elder self thinks to herself, that was a really good life. I had a really good life. And then she opens her eyes and she looks at you and she tells you what about this life was so good. Where did she go? Who was she with? What did she accomplish? Right. And then we thank our elder self for following that path. We thank her for sharing it with us. We come back to present moment and we fell out of mind map. And a mind map is really powerful because you see your life and you see your actions and you see your dollars in a very different way. It's not a checklist. It's, oh, 
God, that's that's boring. Okay, it's not boring. <laughs> I wouldn't do it if it was boring. But <laughs> we put it in a way that, and and we break it down in a way that it's like, I could do this. I could do this. And the reason I want to visit our elder self is because who are we truly and what were we born to do? I believe every soul has a mission. Okay. You know, my mission is to elevate humanity in any way I can, you know, and so my way is to starting with the financials. If I can elevate humanity through financial planning, I have other visions of what I could do. So it's really tapping into your soul's purpose and what your soul came to do. And let's make sure we do that because that's, so, that's very important. So can I ask you a follow-up question? To this? Yeah, please. Yeah. I have a couple, if you don't mind. The yeah, knock yourself out. The, the first one is, when you first started sharing this with people as a differentiation, what what was the result of what you were seeing when you were taught when you felt comfortable enough to share? This is your niche and your focus. So it it took me a it took me a little while to put it together because I did it with this friend, and she's like, "This is really good." And I'm like, yeah, that was really good. Does yeah, what is that? I don't know what that was, but that was really good. <laughs> I surprised myself. You know, that's how it's good. You're like, whoa, where'd that come from? <laughs> right? Okay. right. And then I did it with a group of ladies. So um Lauren Cullen, my dearest friend, and I have a, a women's group called Women on Fire. And I did it with the group of ladies. And there were ladies that were crying. They're like, oh my God, this is so good. I'm like, oh, oh, you know, when you leave, you're like, Oh, your heart's like open and you're like something, something big is happening. Something big is happening. And then I did it with another lady and she's like, Randa, I've never told anybody this. And I'm like, that's it. Like how many evidences do I have to have to prove that I, I'm onto something? Not only, yeah, I, I got a niche, but yes, this is my heart's calling. Yes. Spirituality. You know, and, and Rick, this is no surprise. I mean, I said at the beginning of the show, I, I wanted to start a firm to bring the whole of who I am mm -hmm. in this. Well, guess what? The whole of who I am is also my spiritual part. So, yes, of course, I'm going to bring everything to the forefront. So when, once I did that with, you know, the, that last lady that she's like, I, I haven't shared this with anybody. I'm like, OK, this is the direction I'm going. I am spiritual financial planner and I do spiritual financial planning. And of course people are like, what, what, what does that mean? Right. And so it's exactly what it is. It's, you know, starting with that visualization and then I infuse the financial planning in it. And when I, you know, when I embraced my woo woo and I'm like, okay, here I am world, let's do this. You know, I had people be like, can we talk? I don't know what it is you have going on here. But I would like to talk. I would like to have a conversation to see what is it. You know, and of course, some people are going to be turned off. But, you know, that's like with any business. Not everybody likes Apple. Not everybody likes Google. Not everybody likes anything, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's OK. You know, so it's awesome because I am in a phase of attracting and not chasing. I will attract the people that are interested in it. Yeah, repel the people that are not. But that, hey, that is A-OK. Right. So. Yeah. You made a point that I'd like to reinforce, which is the opportunity that's pre presented to an entrepreneur that you don't 
in my experience, necessarily get when you're working for a paycheck, which is to construct your business or the business that you do for your whole self. And it is a, both a blessing and a challenge to really understand that from my experience to be, to realize your full potential in the business, you have to be fully in the business and vulnerable and willing to you, to your point, to allow people to tell you, I see the full you and I'm not interested in doing business, not just with your business, but in a sense with you. That's what I heard you say during that answer, Randa. Yeah. But honestly, Rick, that's not any different with meeting friends. You know, you go to a social event and some people are like, yeah, you know, I like that, Randa. But, you know, she's, she's not my jam, right? And some people are like, oh, my God, you're my best friend. That's like any situation. But it's harder when we're vulnerable, when we bring the whole of who we are. Mm -hmm. Then it's like, oh, my God, are you attacking me? So then it becomes... That's where you need to have self-confidence in yourself. And, and we talked about this. It's not like, hey, love me. Here I am. Whether you you know like it or hate it, here I am. No, it's not that. It's the confidence in who you are. And it's just, um, I don't know. It's just, it's, a, it's soft. It, you know, it's a soft confidence. Mm -hmm. you know, but it's, like, it's a solid confidence in the sense yes. that you are willing to stay the course and not blink. You know, uh, this is yeah. this is a fascinating conversation. Early stage entrepreneurs, uh, you're raw in a way that is really exciting to me to understand kind of the, you know, they say pivot. You know, some a lot of companies, you have to pivot. Well, I think it's evolve. You have to, as an entrepreneur, you're evolving into who you can be. And you will have people in your life that will, open doors for you to take you in the direction that you want to go. And I'm wondering, how do you bring in as an entrepreneur outside perspectives and ideas that help you to kind of think through as a solopreneur, the decisions that you need to make to move your business in the direction you want to go? Yeah, you know, nothing happens on our own. You know, I believe in networking and the power of networking because nothing happens on your on your own. Right. And, and let me just talk about that pivot for a second. You know, I've pivoted so many times. The firm stayed the firm. Radiant Wealth Planning stayed a financial planning firm, right? But the pivot was exclusively for women. Then I pivoted to, it was wrapped around uh, traditional financial planning. Then I pivoted to, I think I'm going to do stock options, stock compensation, right? Then I pivoted to, oh, then I'm going to, but now, now you land, right? So those are many pivots within the change. The it is so important to wrap yourself around people. Hmm. And uh, I do miss colleagues. I miss having that, you know, I, I miss colleagues. That's that's the thing I miss the most. But sure. there are, for example, I'm in five different, five different groups. And one of them is NAFA, National Association of Professional Financial Advisors. So we have an Orange County chapter and I'm the Orange County leader in that chapter. But it's good because now I'm with amongst my peers that are fee only financial advisors. So we get a lot of ideas from that, you know, a lot of ideas from, you know, I know a, a handful of ladies that started the firm at the same time I did. So every month I have a one-on-one -on -one with each of them. And they're also different. One is me and her talk spirituality nonstop. The other one, we bounce ideas like there's no tomorrow. The other one, we love to talk about processes. We're also, also talking about processes and improvements. So it's good to wrap yourself 
around different people. And like with Lauren, Lauren's not in the industry, but oh my God, I always bounce ideas off Lauren. She is my, you know, I call her my soul sister, but it's good to have somebody that you can be a hundred percent open with yes. like that. And that's not in the industry. You know, I, what if I do this? How does that look on your end? And so it's just good to, it's really important. It's really important to have people around. <laughs> Otherwise you're doing it on your own. It's, all, it's kind of lonely. Kind of it, is, lonely. it is yeah. kind of lonely and it's, and it's somewhat constricting too. So you, you know, you miss maybe opportunities. I see that uh, Leo Bateri said he loves that you're a part of multiple groups, Randa. So Aww, thank thanks, you. Leo. There you go. Thank you, Leo, yeah. for being a part of the conversation today. Absolutely. What's the future hold for you and your, your business, Randa, where are you, where are you going? <laughs> okay, Rick, you probably see this amongst entrepreneurs. We are visionaries. Oh my God, we have so many genius ideas. <laughs> so let me tell you, I have a few genius ideas. <laughs> you know, I see within the seven, within seven years, you know, there's this building here in Newport. And I always, every time I see it, I'm like, this is going to be my building. That's mm. going to be my building. So I see on the building, Radiant Wealth Planning, in the center and then on the left i see uh, radiant tax services and on the right i see radiant vibration or radiant energy mm. and within that radiant vibration radiant energy is going to be sound bowls right sound sound baths and mm -hmm. reiki and acupuncture and yoga anything to elevate our vibration because if we want to elevate humanity we got to elevate our vibration so in that um, I see being on, I would, I would really like to be on a board of a non-public company, whether it's profit or non-profit, doesn't matter as long as it's non-public company. Mm -hmm. I see myself being an angel investor because I, as entrepreneurs, we, you know, we, we, we love the new ideas. And so right. angel investor at some point and, you know, you never know what opportunities come along the way, but yeah, that's, that's what I have on paper, of course, and off paper, you know, I always want to be. Uh, grounded in my spirituality, grounded in who I am, and just follow my intuition and follow my heart's calling, and just stay stay the course. I anticipated a thoughtful and detailed answer based on how you work with your clients, with the visioning and the imagining and the looking to the future, and you clearly painted a very vivid image of the future that you're planning for Radiant Wealth Planning and yourself. Um, if someone would be interested in reaching out to you and connecting with you, you know, we're here streaming live on LinkedIn today. It's kind of the easiest place to direct them. But where would you say they go to learn more about you? Oh, I'm so easy to find. You can find me all over the place. I mean, obviously, LinkedIn, here we are, right? That's that's pretty cool. That's an easy one. I'm on Facebook. So the company has a Facebook page. You can go visit there. Instagram at Radiant Randa. Of course, the website. The website is more like a repository if you want to find everything within the website, you know, the services, the costs. Um, you could go to radiantwealthplanning.com. Anywhere. Well, I want to thank you for uh, not only your time, but also your willingness to share the holistic look at you as an entrepreneur. I think it's very informative for other early stage entrepreneurs or maybe reminding later stage entrepreneurs what it was like in the early days. So thank you for being a guest on the show. I see that Bernadette Peterson said, I love that Randa incorporates spirituality with financial planning. So there uh, you go. And another person listening. Thank, yes. Thank you, Bernadette. And, you know, this edition of Critical Mass Business Talk Show is proudly supported by Gottlieb, Rackman, Reisman, PC. We call them GRR, and they provide legal advice 
and guidance on all aspects of patent, trademark, copyright, unfair competition, all the things that we deal with as entrepreneurs. And if you'd like to learn more, why don't you visit them at grr.com. So for our audience that participated and listened live today, thank you. For those of you that picked us up as a podcast, we appreciate your loyal listening. And hopefully you took some nuggets of ideas away from our guest today, Randa. And I hope all of your business decisions will move your companies in a positive direction. Thank you.